Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome, welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. We are live here for this first Sunday in the year of 2022. God has graced us. We saw 2021, and God saw fit to wake us up on yesterday, January 1st, amen, for the first day of this year. And here we are in day two, amen. And we come to give God the glory today. We come to magnify him. We come to bless him. I know things have shifted. We transitioned uh, to virtual church, but I'm telling you, we're going to still come with the same excitement, the same fire, and the same anointing of God is resting upon us, and we expect you all at home that are tuning in on YouTube and Facebook, we ask you to begin to share this, begin to share it, let your family and friends know that we are on the air this morning, and we're in great expectation for a mighty move of God. Listen, we got our praise team here on this morning, we got our media team, and we're just going to go forth with, the, with prayer this morning, get into the word of God, and we're going to go home today. So, listen, sit back, amen, get your minds in the place to worship and to praise and magnify his name. Begin to tell your children to come on and gather around the television, put that thing up on the big screen, and let's begin to fellowship this morning. Come on, give the Lord a hand, praise, hallelujah. He is worthy of the praise. He is worthy to be magnified. He is worthy to be glorified. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning, God, to give you all the praise, God. Lord, we come to thank you today, Father God. Lord, we come to exalt you this morning, God. We come to worship and magnify your name on today, Father God. And Lord, we ask that you will come, Father God, in this place on today, Father God, to fill this place with your power, God, with your glory, with your anointing on today, Father God. Lord, we come with expectation in our hearts on today, Father God, that, Lord, you will saturate this place, God. You will move freely by your power, by your grace, by your love on today, Father God. And, Lord, we say thank you this morning, God. Thank you for allowing us to see a brand new day, Father God. A brand new day and a brand new year, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your grace towards us, Father God. We thank you for your loving kindness, Father God. That, Lord, you open doors of opportunity to us on today, God. And, Lord, we come to lift you up today, Father God. All because you're worthy, God. All because you love us on today, Father God. Because you gave your only begotten Son, Lord. That whosoever believes on him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life, God. We thank you for life today, God. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to praise and magnify your name, Father God. We don't take it for granted, God, that, Lord, we have a place to worship, God, that we've set aside time, God, to bless and magnify you on today, Father God. And, Lord, we ask you to have free course in this place, God, have free reign on today, Father God, that you will move amongst us on today, God, as we are yielded vessels to you on today, God. Use us for your glory on today, Father God. As we magnify your name, God, as we lift our voice and praise, Father God, but you said to enter into your courts with thanksgiving, God, and enter into your gates with praise on today, Father God. We come to magnify you, God. We come to exalt you this morning, God. We come to lift you up this morning, Father God, as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Father God. And what we're asking you, God, to bring forth your healing power on today, Father God. You know those, God, that have been impacted by this coronavirus, Lord. Break every fever, God. Break every cough, God. Break every sore. 
sore throat, Mama God. Break the spirit of fatigue on today, Mama God. Remove every symptom on today, God. Remove the pneumonia in their lungs on today, God. Let their breathing passages be open, God. Lord, we know that you have the power to heal, God. But you said that by your stripes we are healed on today, God. And we magnify your name, God. And we expect you, God, to heal and deliver on today, Mama God. Move supernaturally, God. Move by the power of the blood of Jesus, God. And Lord, we love lift you up today, God. We magnify you in this place, God. We make you large in this place, Father God. But you are our King, God. You are our Lord of Lords on today, Father God. We thank you for keeping us, Father God. Thank you for watching over us, God. Thank you for stripping us on our journey on today, Father God. Lord, we thank you for meeting our needs, Father God. But blessing us, God, financially, God. Blessing us with good health on today, Father God. Blessing us to be mentally sound, God. Emotionally sound on today, God. As we enter into whole life prosperity, God. We ask that you will reveal unto us, God. Revelation, God. Understanding, God. Wisdom to guide us to the next level, God. And Lord, we thank you today, Father God. For your name is worthy to be praised. And we come to lift you up, Father God. We call on your name, Jesus, God. For you are our King, God. You are our healer, God. You are our deliverer today, Father God. And we say thank you in this place, God. Come on, as the sound begins to come, and we begin to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Oh, there's a joyful noise that we're going to make on today. And I dare you to begin to make your declaration known unto God. If you would just begin to open up your mouth and lift up your voice. And to begin to make a sound to Jesus. That the heavens will hear your cry. I need you to join in with us at home. And to begin to feel the presence of the Lord. Saturating your home. Right in your living room. Right in your bedroom. Join in with us this morning. Because we're going to praise him the best way we know how. I know we only got two voices. And I'm praying for my wife's voice to be stricken. But God, we're going to give you our best praise. I thank you for the man. And they're going to allow their fingers to begin to play the keys and the melodies and the notes. And God, we're going to exalt you and give you our best praise. Come on, let's lift them up today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, come on. 
Thank you. 
in which you want to sow in. And also, you can go to Easy Time. You can go to Easy Time. If this is your first time setting up, that's when you have to look for the proper uh, name of New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois. If this is your first time setting up Easy Time and you have not downloaded it previously, and once you download it, amen. And if this is your first time, you have to look for New Covenant Worship Center, Joliet, Illinois, 60435 to select the right New Covenant, amen. And so we just believe God on this morning. We believe God for expectation and overflow, and we're sowing and giving. If you don't have any means to give on those uh, technical ways, you can mail your seed to 2423 Glenwood Avenue here in Joliet, Illinois, 60435, amen. And so we just believe God that God is going continue to supply and meet all of our needs and so if you need an envelope in the building amen brother terrence does anybody need an envelope you just raise your hand there's only a few people in the building but we're going to prepare i'm going to give amen so and see give and it shall be given back to you pressed down shaking together running over shall men give into your bosom amen Father, we 
thank you, Lord, for the seed that was sown today, God. We thank you for our tithes and offering, God. We thank you, Lord, for the seed that was sown, and we pray that every seed that was sown today, God, you will bless the giver, God, that you will allow them to have 100-fold return on every seed that was sown today, Father. And we pray that you will bless those that may not have had it to give on today, that they will be able to give on next time. And God, we release your overflow, we release increase, God, and we release, God, favor over our lives on today. And we pray that this seed will continue to be used for the work of the ministry and for the building of the kingdom. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. amen. Well, um, we have some kind of uh, uh, announcements that are going to, not our normal announcements, but it's some things that we want to share with you guys uh, for you to begin to tune into. So get into position and get yourselves ready because our media team has some great announcements for us this morning. Everybody, listen. I want to welcome you guys to the Giving Church. This is our vision for 2022. We are believing God to be a debt-free ministry. I want you guys to see what the sanctuary looks like because we're going to be a virtual church in January. I want you guys to check this out, that we are a people that are cheerful givers. Y'all see that? The year 22, debt freedom. This is what we are. This is what we believe in God for. We expect miracles. We expect God to move. It's a debt-free people worship here. What? We want the whole body of Christ to be in a position to be debt-free people. This is the year of debt freedom. We're believing God to pay off our building. God is going to give us the resources. We believe in God for the people to give $50,000. 50 people to give $1,000 to go toward us meeting our goal. So we believe God. Our total goal $134,860 and I believe God he's going to do it. I want you guys to see what the sanctuary looks like because we're a virtual church. We have our debt freedom in the pulpit. The year of debt freedom is our theme for 2022. I'm going to give you guys a close up of that. has our scripture on it. Give and it shall be give and you shall receive your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over, and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Luke 6 and 38. Listen, we appreciate you all giving, sowing, and doing what it takes to help make this vision come to pass for 2022. So you all stay connected to the ministry. We look forward to having you guys in service. We're going to continue to praise God, worship God, and magnify His name. God bless you guys. Hope to see you soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to New Covenant Worship Center. Listen, we are in virtual church for the month of January. Uh, this pandemic has been going on for almost over 19 months, and God has blessed us. But with this particular new variance that's uh, on the rise, we want to be proactive. We want to be safe. So we're in virtual church uh, for the month of January, and we're just going to have our media team, our intercessors, our leaders, uh, and our praise team in the building. And so we just want to continue to be engaged, continue to stay connected to the ministry. I want you all to shout at home like you were shouting in the building. And I'm just grateful that we have an opportunity to even have an outlet that we can still yet stay connected to you all. So listen, continue to be faithful in your giving, continue to be faithful in your prayers and your support and your service to the ministry. We appreciate everything that you do for New Covenant Worship Center. And I'm telling you, we're in store for a great year of 2022, the year of debt freedom. We are 
believing God to pay off this building. We are believing God to raise over $134,000 to pay off this building. Listen, last year we gave away over $10,450 in outreach. And over the past 10 years of outreach, we have given away over $95,000. That is amazing for the size of our ministry. And so I wanna encourage you guys to stay connected. Um, follow us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook. And we're going to continue forward with our ministry. We're going to have virtual announcements. Uh, I know the vision came forth and we had our meeting. It was absolutely amazing. But we're going to tweak some things uh, for this month of January. Uh, Sunday school will be on their own conference call line. Intercessors will be in the building praying. And we're just going to move forward. Thursday night Bible study will be virtually and with small crowds for those who are normally in that service. But we expect God to move. Enjoy this word. God bless you all and be blessed. Hello everyone. Hello and welcome to a special edition of New Covenant Matters. I'm here with your media team. I'm Natasha. I'm a contractor on the media team. You'll see me on any given Sunday with my trusty tripod recording any in different parts of the services that we have at New Covenant Worship Center. And I'm Brother Thomas. I specialize in nothing. I'm there to help everybody out with whatever they say they need help with. I feel it here, I feel it there, I feel it a little bit everywhere. But um, that's my thing. And we also have El Capitan with us. Hi everyone, <laughs> I am Chantel and I support audio as well as visual in our social media pages. That's awesome. But hey, you know, last but not least, I'm Isaiah. You know, I am the graphics guy. Anything graphic that you see, that's me. That's just what I do. So this evening, we wanted to take some time and appreciate the different leaders of the church. Our apostle, pastor, ministers, prophetesses, evangelists, and deacons. We created a short video that allows you to see them, uh, to see a different side of them outside of their traditional roles in the church. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design some people say it's even harder to find. Mother the blues with dead 
check it out, man. We had a lot of dope outreach this year for 2021, and it was a lot of good uh, sermon series, too. Like, my favorite sermon series was Seed Time and Harvest because it touched on the spiritual aspect of giving and receiving. And also, me being an entrepreneur, it talked on the importance of starting something and investing and seeing uh, your business grow. But um, what about y'all, man? Y'all had anything that y'all like? What was y'all favorite series in outreach? Well, for me, I really like the series that we're currently in. I Gotta Have It, The Anointing. I love it, I love it. I mean, the way that Holy Spirit showed up that first, uh, on that, the first Sunday that we did the series started, I mean, it was amazing. And then he just kept coming back. I mean, it was just like fire. Just the whole church. I mean, it was, it was amazing. I love it. So this series is really encouraging to me, you know, and it's just showing me what I need to just indulge myself in. Need to connect, you know, with. That's awesome. Um, I was thinking about that too, actually. But my favorite, I'm stuck between two of them. I'm, I'm with um, the power of partnership because that one hit me because you have to really be careful about what you partner up with. And Apostle gave some really good examples about um, partnering with people and things. And you know what I'm saying? Having those things in your different things in your life, right? Um, and we also had some guest speakers too that taught on some things like Minister Dorian, Minister Clarissa. They brought some really dynamic words as well. And we also had um, the hard things given. That one really touched me too. So I'm kind of torn between those two. I do still listen to them even you know now that we're in a new series. So yeah. they're pretty good. Yeah, I agree with that. Those are good. Yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah, what's about, what about you? Man, 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 like I said, man, y'all sold both the ones. Man, I, I loved all of them, and all of them was amazing to me. I mean, all of them was, all of the outreach, the sermons, it's just a blessing all together, New Covenant. But if I had to pinpoint, you know, one or two, I, mean, I have to say, I have to have a, uh, like, you know, I like in between seed time, harvest time, because, you know, that was a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, actually, you know, seeing, you know, you know, seeing how Apostle just brought it full circle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, like mm-hmm. Apostle be amazing with the things that you do, you know, like the props, the music, stuff like that. I mean, he, he just brings 21st century, I mean, just like, and he, he just bring the word to you. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, like I say, you know, and then uh, partnership, the power of partnership. I mean, that was bomb. That was yeah, amazing. Like I said, yeah, yeah. I'm all about coming together. Like I said, yeah. uh, same thing with the media team. You know, so like I said, we gotta come together and you know what I'm saying, come together and make things happen. Like I said, so being able to be spiritually in the way you bring a full circle was all amazing. I mean, but like I said, to me, all of them was amazing, all of them was a blessing. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, it's it, it, you know, we're doing things at a different level. That's right, man. It's speaking of amazing, we got the chance to talk to some amazing people, the members of New Covenant Worship Center who share their experience with the outreach and the service series. So y'all check it out. Hi, my name is Sister Tyshonda. Um, and I've been a part of the ministry for like eight, nine years. And I would like to say that the best part of this ministry is the outreach. 
Um, it's just a blessing to just be able to um, give back to the community where you grew up in. And um, I would like to say that my very first outreach that I done, that I did was um, the gas giveaway. I don't remember what year it was, but it was, it was my very first you know, time. Um, I've never experienced anything like that before. Um, it was just so many people, different types of people. And I remember that it was the very first time that I actually prayed for someone. Um, so that was, you know, different for me. I enjoyed that. And it was just good just to uh, be able to do that. And I would like to talk about where I am now with the outreach. Um, I'm just comfortable with doing it. I know that um, it's an assignment from God. So whenever there is an available for me to do outreach, I'm willing to do it. I love to do it. Um, I'm, I'm comfortable with praying on the spot. I'm comfortable with encouraging someone and blessing someone um, without giving it a doubt or anything. And it just shows um, my growth on where I was from when I first done it and where I'm at now. So, I mean, this ministry is amazing when it comes to outreach. Um, no motives behind it is just, everything is just genuine. And I love being a part of it. Absolutely amazing. Y'all got to give it up, amen, for our media team. I'm telling you, that thing was phenomenal, amen. They pulled that Family Matters theme in there. I mean, I'm telling you, that's that's amazing, amen. It was absolutely phenomenal. I cannot wait to see the remainder of it. And I'm telling you, you guys need to stay connected to New Covenant Worship Center. Give it up for our media team one more time, amen. They did a phenomenal job. Thank you all for your time. Everybody that even uh, took time out to shoot the video, amen, and get some uh, some feedback, it was absolutely encouraging. I cannot wait to see the remainder. So thank you all, New Covenant Worship Center. So real quick, uh, before we move forward, um, just as we talked about, you know, outreach in that particular video, um, we did our Christmas giveaway um, that uh, December 18th, and we blessed 25 families with a $100 gift card to Walmart. And we've been getting a lot of responses of thank yous and appreciation. And so someone sent the card in anonymous, um, but they said, New Covenant, thanks for giving my daughter and her three small children one of your free gift cards. She is a prodigal daughter who needs to return to the Lord. And I pointed out to her that was God looking out, looking over her. Thanks again. So that's a good thing. Amen. That we're able to plant a seed, amen, and encourage somebody uh, to stay connected to God or put them on the pathway to get reconnected to God. And so we just appreciate all the teams that went out for Christmas and were led by the Holy Spirit to bless those families and everybody that uh, experienced that, that particular outreach. I'm telling you, it is amazing. As Sister Tashonda said, it's an amazing feeling to uh, see the reactions and to be able to go out and give. Amen. So listen, I'm excited about this word today. I believe we got all of our preliminaries out of the way. So let's begin to get into this word today. Um, if you have your Bibles, get your Bibles or your iPads or your phones and, and let's go to Exodus 24. We're not going to read a lot of verses today. I'm going to paraphrase a lot and kind of bring us up to uh, Exodus 24. We're going to read in 25 and I believe we're going to read 
in chapter 30. And we're going to close it out. Um, this particular series is not new. Um, the Lord had placed this upon uh, this particular uh, topic uh, in my spirit some years ago uh, as it related to giving and as it related to prosperity. And we had to be able to get a, get a greater understanding and better understanding of what prosperity is because we have had the idea and we've been taught uh, that prosperity is just about finance, about money. But we have to understand about whole life prosperity. Uh, we want to be whole spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. We want every area of our lives whole. And so when we begin to teach this series, we begin to break down each one of those particular elements and give us understanding in those areas. Um, we've taught this over the years. Uh, we've reiterated some things, but there's always fresh revelation. There's always some newness uh, that God brings to this series. I don't teach it every year, but sometimes when the, when the Holy Spirit puts it upon my heart, we teach it. Because there are some people that have come into the ministry that have never heard this series. They've never heard me talk about whole life prosperity. And we're going to go go about this particular series kind of differently where we normally don't start in giving. We normally may start in the spiritual aspect or that emotional part and mental part. But to this particular year and what God placed in my heart, we're going to start with giving. And I want us to be able to understand the power of giving. And when we begin to get that revelation, just as Sister Tashanda was sharing about her own personal experience and how giving positioned her and put her in a place where she said it was the first time she openly prayed for someone when she was at the gas giveaway. That that particular giving opportunity was not just about uh, giving out something or being in that atmosphere around other uh, peers of your fellow uh, laborers in Christ, but it was an opportunity to show forth the goodness of God and it was an opportunity for people to be able to grow in an area that she had not experienced before. And we've had many testimonies of many stories of people who have grown and people have uh, come out of this shell where they were intimidated or afraid to just walk up to a stranger and say, you know what, here's a, a $50 gift card from Walmart in our operation off or, you know, when we do uh, uh, the coat drive and when we do book bag giveaways, there are different experiences that come with giving. And so when we get to the point in place to understand the significance and the power that's behind giving and the things that we can achieve and the things that we can receive, it's not just the tangible uh, uh, monetary things that we often get back. But we'll also get back that love. We get back that appreciation. We get back that uh, uh, that that particular uh, grace, that mercy, that kindness, uh, those things that we need that uh, along the way favor that comes when we begin to operate in the mindset of giving because we have to value um, th that God has given from day one. God has shown us the example of being a giving God. God is not selfish in any type of capacity. God is not a, a, a selfish God. He's not a, a God that uh, uh, is only concerned about us worshiping him and, and magnifying him. But as we do that, as we join in in what he's commanded us to do in worshiping and magnifying him, he gives back to us. He gives us the things that helps us to sustain life. He gives us the things that helps push us forward. He gives us the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding in order to experience him in a great level and so today I want to kind of paint a picture and I want you to begin to see some things and we're not uh, it's not we're not going deep into it today but I want you to see what God did in Exodus and this is the first time I actually read this particular book in this way and the way God just began to unveil it to me as I was studying 
And a lot of times we don't read consecutively uh, the scriptures from one chapter to the next. And sometimes we miss things. Sometimes we misunderstand because we teach in part and we'll teach certain verses and certain chapters. And then sometimes we don't go home and we don't have an opportunity where we read it in its fullness to gain a greater understanding. But let's begin to just paint the picture of what happened to the uh, children of Israel and what put them in a position that they needed to be uh, uh, shown what whole life prosperity looks like. They needed to be restored emotionally. They needed to be restored physically. They needed to be restored mentally. They needed to be restored financially and to understand the various things that God wanted to do in their life to take them to the promised land. There was some stuff that they had to get out of them, some things that they had to be delivered from in order for them to reach the promised land and to prosper to the best of what God had for them in order for them to live the life that God wanted them to live. So let's begin to paint the picture. So at the end of Genesis, you'll see um, where now Joseph had come into the land and he had been in the position of second in command of Pharaoh. We know that the famine had came and Jacob and his family had came to Egypt to purchase food. And then toward the end of that, we see when Jacob had died and then here it is, Joseph had died and other Pharaoh had came into power and he did not know Joseph nor his family. He didn't know Jacob. And so as this Pharaoh, he began to put pressure. He began to put, uh, he became intimidated. He said that the, the nation of Israel, the people, the children of Israel, that they were uh, uh, increasing and reproducing at such a rapid rate that they became, he became intimidated and thought that they would overthrow the particular Egyptians. And so because of that, he put out a decree to kill the firstborn male child and to kill the male seeds. And so during this time, we now reach Exodus in that verse chapters one and we begin to see Moses being born and God began to protect Moses. He put him on the Nile River and God spared his life. And then Moses was in a position where he had to be exiled because he had murdered someone. And then he went into exile and went to Midian. And in Midian is where he began to have an encounter with God. And when God began to move him to a place to say, you know what? I've heard the cry of the children of Israel and now it's time for them to be delivered. And he chose Moses to begin to go into the place to deliver them. And Moses was he was unsure of himself. He said, I don't have the power. He said, how will I know that, that, that they know that I heard from God? And God began to give all types of signs to Moses to encourage him to go forward with yes. the assignment. And then as you move forward, now you begin to see those particular signs and wonders go forth in Egypt where now the Pharaoh has been plagued with various plagues and eventually now he releases the children of Israel and Moses goes forth and they go through parting the Red Sea and they enter into on the other side and now we're into an, an, an encounter where they're in the wilderness and now you've left Egypt and now we're in this wilderness and now we're in this place where we're complaining to Moses because Moses is our leader and, and Moses is, is, is becoming frustrated because everybody's complaining about this and complaining about that and they have all these issues because why? They're still in the mindset of the comfortability that they had become accustomed to even though they were in bondage in Egypt they still had a certain level of their needs being met. They still had food. They still had shelter. They still had clothing. But here it is now. They're in a position where they're into new territory. They moved into something that is new. And so now they have to depend upon Moses to lead them and to guide them and to begin to instruct them into the way to where God wants to take them. Because no longer are they, are they under the bondage of Pharaoh, but now they're under the liberty of God. And now I have to transition my thinking. I got to 
to transition my mindset because I've been conditioned one way and now I have to be unconditioned. I have to unlearn some stuff. I have to begin to now be in a position not to be afraid to do something without someone telling me to do it. I have the liberty to make my own decisions. I got the liberty to make my own choices. And so now here it is. Moses begins to bring them forth and they're in the wilderness and they're going through their various things. And now God begins to minister and he gives instructions. Before I get there, he said, listen, Moses was dealing with the people's issues. <laughs> and his father-in-law came along. He said, Moses, if you keep listening and, 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 and hear day and night, taking in and trying to help these people in their daily issues, you're going to wear yourself out. And Jethro, his father-in-law, told him, he said, if you would take my advice... He said, begin to raise up elders. And he said, begin to uh, separate them by uh, uh, companies of a thousand, of hundreds, of fifties, of tens to be over those particular sets of groups of people. And he said, if you do that, you're going to begin to uh, 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 give yourself the, the, uh, the liberty and give yourself the grace that you won't have to be so worn down concerning everybody's issues. They would only bring you the weightier matters. And so Jethro gave him instruction. Jethro gave him wisdom. Jethro gave him insight because Moses was concerned about fulfilling and being obedient to God and pleasing God. And so here it is. He gave him that instruction. And then in, in around Numbers chapter 20, we see that God gave the Ten Commandments. Now, you've got to understand something. The reason why this is necessary, because God is trying to reestablish order with the children of Israel and get them back into a place of knowing what it is to worship the true and living God. They've been worshiping idols. They've been around pagan gods. They haven't been in, in, in submission to the true and living God. So now they have to be restored spiritually. They have to get the knowledge of what's necessary and there has to be regulations there has to be uh, boundaries in place because God wants to free them from being in a position to keep committing sin and so when you begin to read this thing you'll begin to see it and so now at a, a, an opportunity we'll be getting to before we get into Exodus 24 here it is Moses on the mountain and he's uh, in a position where he's receiving instructions from God and at one point, God began to speak to the people personally and tell them about some things that he wanted them to do. And the thunder and the sound and the particular uh, presence of, of God on the mountain began to bring forth fear upon the people. And the people told uh, Moses, they said, Moses, don't allow God to speak to us directly. Let him only speak through you. He said, and then God, he, Moses told the people, he said, the reason why God spoke to you and, and, and now directly, he said, I wanted to, he, he he said he wanted to begin to build the fear of God in you so that you would stop sinning. Y'all missing this thing. He said, I want, I, he said, he spoke to you directly in his voice so that you can begin to gain the fear of the Lord, the reverence of God, so that you wouldn't be so prone to be in your sinful nature and that you would turn away from sin. And see, sometimes what has happened in the body of Christ, we have lost the voice of God because no one's speaking the true word of God. We're only speaking our opinions. We're only speaking what we think is right. We're only speaking what is soothing to the flesh. And nobody wants to deal with the scripture of what truth represents. And so now we create an atmosphere 
atmosphere where people don't fear God. And now we've created this thing where we think that we should fear people in order to stop them from sinning. Fearing a man is not going to stop you from sinning. You have to be in a position to fear God. God, I don't want to be in that situation because I don't want to let you down. God, I don't want to do that because I don't want to do, I don't want it to misrepresent the kingdom. When are we going to get back to that mindset? When are we going to get back to that conviction? When are we going to get back to that understanding that that's where the power is and that we have to have a fear of the Lord because that's what's going to help you to be able to deter you from doing the things that are contrary to God's plan. So now, oh my God, the people are in a position where God begins to release the instruction and Moses is hearing from God. Notice this, God has given Moses vision and God has given Moses vision for the people to be able to establish things in their life. The things before we get to chapter 24, he began to give them all types of instructions concerning personal injury, protection of property, uh, social issues. There were things that had to be established because they were coming into their own now. They were no longer under the dictates of Pharaoh. They were no longer under the dictates of Egyptian law and under Egyptian protocol. So now God had to reestablish and give them a sense of who they are and, and now coming into their own identity. Yeah. <laughs> See, when you have vision and when you have direction from God, it helps you come into your identity to know who you are in Christ. And if we don't understand that, and if we don't value that, we will miss God and we won't fulfill our full potential for where God wants to take us. So now let's look at the scripture because this thing is getting so good to me. So all this time, God has given instruction to the children of Israel. He's given instruction to Moses to relay to the children of Israel. And now, uh, these particular encounters where Moses is on Mount Sinai is where these encounters are occurring, where the presence of God is. And, and the people uh, can only be at the at, below at the bottom of the mountain. But here it is, Aaron and, and, uh, and Nadab and Abihu and, and 70 of the elders, they went to a certain level in the mountain. And then God said, listen, you all stay at this level. But Moses went a little higher. He went up to the even further level in order to experience what God wanted to do. Can we go to Exodus 24? The New Living Translation. Can we pick it up at? Um, <laughs> let's pick it up at verse three. We're going somewhere. I know we're talking about whole life prosperity and the power of giving. It says, then Moses went down to the people and repeated all the instructions and regulations the Lord had given him. All the people answered with one voice. We will do everything the Lord has commanded. So notice. When, they, when Moses came down, to, he relayed the instructions. He's in communication with God. He's getting wisdom, direction, and vision from God. And now he has to come and relate it to the people. And he begins to give them the instructions, and they agree to what he says. And then in verse 4, then Moses carefully wrote down all the Lord's instructions. So Moses has to write down all these instructions. He has to begin to pin them and, and put them in tablets and put them in written form. He said early the next morning, Moses got up and built an altar at the foot of the mountain. He also set up 12 pillars, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Let's drop down to verse 7. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it aloud to the people. He said again, they all responded. We will do everything the Lord has commanded. We will obey. So here it is again. He's reading to the people out of the book of the covenant. 
because he has gotten vision. He's gotten instructions from God. And now he's coming to tell it to the people and the people have to agree with it. When the vision comes forth, the only way we've been successful over the 12 years and every vision that we have set out to do is because the people have come into agreement and they said, listen, we will do it. We will go forward with it. We stand in agreement. And every year we've accomplished our goals and we've established things in the earth realm for the glory of God. If we don't do, if we don't have vision, we don't have anything to strive toward. If we don't have vision, we don't have anything to target after. And so that's what happens in the body of Christ. Nobody's sitting at the feet of God. Nobody's sitting to listen to God's instructions in order to get vision. Some people were so amazed. I laid out the the next four years of vision. Why? And that's just a part because I know God will he will even enhance as we go into those years but he's even laid out a foundation because he says you know what? If you have vision you have the tenacity, you have the perseverance and you have the faithfulness to stand with that thing because what happens is when you don't know where you're going it becomes discouraging. When you don't have a direction of where you need to go, how many of us have ever been lost? And soon enough, if you get frustrated enough, you turn around and go back home. I know I've been lost sometimes, and you just get frustrated and say, you know what? You know when it's come time for those particular holiday dinners, and that person just moved into the suburbs. I remember when we first moved out here to Shorewood. I mean, people had to call us seven, eight times. We had to go meet people at a particular central location to take them to our house because they had never been in this area. They did not fully understand the instructions that we were given, and so in order to keep them from giving up and getting frustrated we met them and said let me take you on in but sometimes some people turned around and said you know what I tried to get there but there were too many obstacles in the way there were too many distractions in the way and I turned around and went back home because that was comfortable to me because that was something I was familiar with and so you got to get to a point in place where the people will have an opportunity to hear the vision see the vision and get connected to something that's going somewhere and so here oh my god He said, then he took the book of the covenant and read it about uh, aloud to the people. Again, they all responded. We will do everything the Lord has commanded. We will obey. Verse 8. Then Moses took the, I don't want to read all that. I, that's, not, that's not what I need. Because that's, that's what you read at home. <laughs> Let's look at verse 12. And then we're going to go to 15. Then we're going to chapter 25. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain. Stay here. And I will give you the tablets of stone on which I have inscribed the instructions and commands so you can teach the people. Listen, so he can teach the people. So Moses and his assistant Joshua set out and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. Look at verse 15. Then Moses climbed up the mountain and the cloud covered it. And the glory of the Lord settled down on Mount Sinai and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from inside the cloud. To the Israelites at the foot of the mountain, the glory of the Lord appeared as the summit like as the summit like a consuming fire. Then Moses disappeared into the cloud as he climbed higher up the mountain. Listen at this. He remained on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, my God. So for 40 days and 40 nights, God is giving Moses instructions. God is giving him wisdom. Yes. God's giving him vision for the people because he has to establish them to move them into a position to begin to gain whole life prosperity. They need to be restored mentally because can you imagine the mental state of all the anguish, all the yes. pain, all the torture, 
all the particular things that they had to deal with when this new Pharaoh came along, when they had now had to go through all this particular heartache and pain. And now here it is. They moved to that place emotionally. They had to detach themselves from what was comfortable to them. They were comfortable in Egypt, even though they were in bondage, because once you become uh, 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 accustomed to a certain thing for so long, it becomes normal to you, even though it may be dysfunction. Yeah. And see, a lot of people are in a dysfunctional place because they've been in it so long, it looks normal to them and they don't want a way out because they're comfortable. And so you find yourself dealing with these issues and now you don't, you're not whole, you're not complete in the fullness of where God wants to take you. And then spiritually, this is where we're going because in order for them to reach the place of being whole spiritually, God's going, he's getting ready to give them instruction. He said, why? Because I need to position you to be able to give some things that's going to help sustain my house and that's going to help build you up so that I can have priests that will minister to you. I will have many women of God that will pour the word out to you, that will give you instruction, that will give you counsel. And so I need you to give first in order to put them in a position to establish the tabernacle. We're going somewhere. And we're going to read it to you because you're going to see it. Go to chapter 25. Remember Moses is on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. He's in communion with God. God's given him vision. And this is why I thank God that God gives me vision for the house. That every year that we've been here, that we've had vision for the house. We've had a, a, a direction and a target that God laid out for this house in order for us to prosper. Do you not know that it is amazing that we've only been in this building, we purchased it in 2016, We've, only, we've been in it, and we didn't get in it until 2017, that we're going to pay this thing off over three and a half years early? Because why? It takes vision to do that. And God placed us in a position where he gives us vision. Why? Because we take time out to hear God and we take time out to listen to God. And that's what's so important. You got to take time out to listen to God and not about not bringing a vision that's going to benefit my benefit. That's going to benefit me because so many pastors and leaders build ministry around them. And they're the now the center of attention. They're the now focal point, And we take the focus on God. We got to keep the focus on God. And notice what happens with Moses. Look at verse. 20, chapter 25 look at verse 1 the Lord said to Moses notice he's on the mountain and God's speaking to him and these are all the things that you're going to see that God begins to tell them about he said the Lord said to Moses tell the people of Israel to bring me their sacred offerings accept the contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them here is a list of sacred offerings you may accept from them gold, silver, bronze blue Purple and scarlet thread, fine linen and goat hair for cloth, tanned ram skins and fine goat skin, goat skin leather, acacia wood, olive oil for the lamps, yes. spices for the anointing oil, and the fragrant incense, onyx stones and other gemstones to be set in the ephod and the priest's chest piece. Verse eight: Have the people of Israel build me a holy sanctuary. So I can live among them. You must build this tabernacle and its furnishings exactly according to the pattern I will show you. Listen. Here it is. After God has dealt with and he's given them all these particular natural things that they need to have an understanding about. Now God takes Moses into the particular mountain for 40 days to give him spiritual instruction. 
and where and what direction that the children of Israel need to go in. And the first thing he begins to tell them, he said, I need you to tell the people to bring me their sacred offerings. What is necessary to build the house? What is necessary to build the people spiritually is in their hand. Oh, let me say that again. What you need to build the house, what you need to build the ministry is in the hands of the people. And so this is why we ask the people even all throughout for where how, how God has allowed us to build this ministry. When we set out to be able to purchase this building before we had even uh, uh, got to the point in place uh, of doing certain things, we had a vision for, for people to buy chairs. We had people to sow a seed and buy chairs and, and have that thing committed to God. And we did other various things in order to bring in the resources. Why? Because it was in the hands of the people. But if you don't set out a vision and have purpose-driven giving in the forefront of the people, they'll be hesitant to give. If you don't give them a target where to give to, they want to know where their particular seed is going. And so when you lay it out plainly, you can't, you, you, you can't do anything but accomplish the goal. And so here it is, God was instructing Moses, he was giving them the particular purpose on why I'm asking you this particular giving, why I need you to give. He said, accept the contract contributions from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. Now notice this. God didn't put any pressure on anyone. He wasn't setting them to tell them to give under obligation. He said, I want you to be able to, for those whose hearts are moved, to offer them. So I need people who are willing to give and who will give. There are some people who will not give. And I don't, I, I, you can't argue. You can't be in a position to try to constantly bring to persuade their heart. God has to do that. I'll never forget. I challenged an individual. Uh, I believe it was he was here on a Thursday night in Bible. So this is years ago. And I asked him and I said, what's the largest seed you ever given? And I don't know, in church. And I don't know what it was. If you ever give $50 or $25 or something like that. And I said, well, trust God to give $100. And he believed the word that I shared with him. And he, this person began to sow a $100 seed. And he began to sow and give his tithe in that matter of $100. Why? Because God had led me to give him instruction and to give him wisdom and, 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 to, and to help him to be able to understand the power of giving. And once he got the revelation, God began to move in his life. God began to bless him and he began to see the fruit of his seed because you reap what you sow. But if you don't begin to instruct people and give them purpose for their giving and for them to see how their seed is being used and how it's being used to be able to uh, build up people and encourage people. He said, accept the contribution from all whose hearts are moved to offer them. Your heart has to be willing. Yeah. I don't need you to give uh, uh, under pressure and under obligation and, and beating you down and tell you better give. You gotta give. You gotta. 12, 12 years of that, we were gonna be 13 years old in May. In the 13 years that this ministry has been established, you have not heard me over this pulpit begging you, uh, 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 brown beating you to tell you to give. Why? Because we be an ex we're an example of giving. I give my tithes and offerings just like the next person. 
We sow seed just when it's, when it's time to give. Like we say, let's sow seed. I'm going in my pocket. And that's the example that we have to use. And that's going to create an atmosphere for giving. And this is why people who are not uh, uh, technically uh, a member of the ministry, they can sow seeds and they can give because they support the vision. And they see that the vision has legs. The vision has faith. The vision has power behind it. The vision has the people working together. And so you can join in and God will do it. It says, here's the list of the sacred offerings you, you may accept from them. Notice, the people had gold, huh. silver, yes. bronze, uh -huh. blue, purple, scarlet thread, fine linen, yes. goat hair for cloth, tanned ram skins and fine goat skin leather, a K of wood, oil for the lamps, all these various things they had had because God began to establish them and build them up. And put things in their hands after they had come out of that particular wilderness. After they had come out of that bondage. They're still in the wilderness now. But after they had come out of that bondage. Yes. And see, once you come out of bondage and move into the place where you can hear God's voice, yes. God will establish you and God will take you to your place of breakthrough. He'll take you to your place of your destiny and your purpose. And you won't have to be fearful. You won't have to be in a position to be intimidated about what the enemy will try to do to you. Yes. You can walk by faith and you can believe the promises of God that he will open up doors for you. Come on. We're almost about to close. Good. Let's go to... Exodus 30. And we close in Exodus 30. Yes. So these are all instructions that God has given Moses to give to the people once he comes down off the mountain. Yes. But I don't want to get ahead of myself, but when you read further along, that by the time... Uh, Moses didn't get a chance to come down from the mountain receiving all the instructions that the people had got antsy and they got intimidated. That's when they began to uh, uh, build a golden calf because they said, Moses, you've been gone too long. But God was giving Moses instructions. Yes. So let's look at Exodus 30. This is all a part of some more instructions that God has given him in, in giving uh, Moses vision for the particular uh, people of Israel, the truth of Israel, and for them to prosper. Look at Exodus 30, verse 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, whenever you take a census of the people of Israel, each man who is counted must pay a ransom for himself to the Lord. Then no plague will strike the people as you count them. Each person who is counted must give a small piece of silver as a sacred offering to the Lord. This payment is a half a shekel based on the sanctuary shekel, which equals 20 gerahs. It says in verse 14, all who have reached their 20th birthday must give this sacred offering to the Lord. When this offering is given to the Lord to purify your lives, making you right with him, the rich must not give more than the specified amount and the poor must not give less. Receive this ransom money from the Israelites and do what? Use it for the care of the tabernacle. It will bring the Israelites to the Lord. It will bring the Israelites to the Lord's attention and it will purify your lives. Now, let me help you. God was establishing things and putting things in place in order for 
his particular tabernacle, his sanctuary, his dwelling place for his presence to be maintained and to be taken care of. He said this particular ransom offering, listen what it says. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, whenever you take a census of the people of Israel, each man who is counted must pay a ransom for himself to the Lord. Then no plague will strike the people as you count them. This ransom offering was, 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 uh, was looked at as a pawn, as an as a, as a offering that brought forth protection. And so this is when we begin to understand that you can sow a seed for that thing and you can begin to ask God to begin to protect you from certain things, from yeah. that plague, from that sickness, from that illness. And you may be sick and God, let me sow a seed on that. Let me give toward that. Yeah. Because why? I'm putting my trust in God. Because when you release your money, that's what you trust. That's your that's your treasure. Yeah. And now I give out of my treasure and now I sow the seed. I expect God to protect me. And yeah. this is what this particular ransom seed did. It said each, each person who is counted must give a small piece of silver as a sacred offering to the Lord. Notice this. The Lord didn't require much of them. He said, I want the rich and the poor to give the same amount. Even though they may have had an opportunity, the rich man had more to give. He said, but this thing is necessary to be able to take care of the tabernacle. He said, all who have reached their 20th birthday. Notice, when you reach a certain age, you should become responsible enough and you should understand the value of giving in church. You should understand that you should know what is necessary to maintain the house of God. You don't have to be 35, 40 years old, 50 years old to get a revelation about seed time and harvest, to get a revelation about tithing and offering. You should be in a position as early as you can understand when you get resources. Joshua has a job. I thank God he's been faithful in paying his time. It's been times he didn't even work. He didn't even have us on the schedule and he was yet given every week and I'm telling you I've seen him blessed I've seen Joshua blessed because he sowed his seeds he gets unexpected income people just put seeds in his hand why because he's faithful in his giving we don't have to tell him we don't have to ask him how much to give or if he gave I see it when he gives and he's faithful to it and he's 17 years old and we just encouraged him and have been the example and that's why he's held on to that and I pray that he continues to hold on to that. And I'm using that as an example because God will bless you in your giving. There are people that have been in the church for 35,000 years and they still won't give 10% of a dollar or 10% of $10 or 10% of $100. And so you got to be willing to make the sacrifice and do what's necessary for God to get you to your next level. For God to bless you at your next. He said when this offering is given to the Lord to purify your lives, making you right with him, the rich must not give more than the specific amount and the poor must not give less. Let's receive this ransom money from the Israelites and use it for the care of the tabernacle. Yes. Tithes and offering, 21st century church, is used for the maintaining of the sanctuary, maintaining of the church building, maintaining of salaries, maintaining of the uh, uh, the maintenance and the, the light, the gas, uh, all the various things that are necessary in order to fulfill ministry. That's what that thing is for. And when we set out this vision of debt freedom to pay this building off, where we're believing God, we ask 50 people, 50 working people that will be willing to sow. And then some people, Joshua said, listen, he said, I want to sow toward the $1,000. That's what he said last week. He said, I want to give toward the $1,000. And he want to partner. Now, we didn't ask him to do that. He got in the car talking about it on Sunday. But because he sees that there's a need, he wants to help in that need. 
Now, I'm just using him as an example. I, now, if you feel guilty, convicted, let it be. But I'm just using you as an example of what a 17-year-old said in his heart and what he set out to do and what he wants to do. And so I believe that God, if you just set out and say, God, I want to partner. I want to do it. If you put it out there, God will make the way for it. That you can give above and beyond your tithes and offering and sow that thousand dollars. Me and my wife, we're going to believe God. We're going to sow our thousand dollars a piece and we're going to sow more toward it. I believe that. That's my goal. And that's what we want to do. And so you got to be into a position to put your mind toward that thing and get into agreement with it and watch God do it. You've got an entire year to make that thing happen. And it's going to help the tabernacle help the ministry so that we can do what our vision is for 2023 that super outreach year that i mean just doing it at a whole nother level so i thank you all for the word today i thank you for this whole life prosperity i thank you for the power of giving because once the children of israel begin to give he begins to instruct them and gives all these different things in order to help this particular the people and the children of israel prosper you got to understand that when you give, God's going to bless you. I got one last thing that I want to share as it relates to that 50 people giving $100. I have broke this thing down even more. Let me see if I can find it. I don't know where I wrote it at. Here we go. I found it. Thank God for these notes. So if you believe in God to sow this thousand dollars and we're just laser focused, we're going to talk about it because as we talk about it, it's going to build our faith in it. And we're going to believe God with the expectation that it's possible. And so a thousand dollars breaks down to nineteen dollars per week. Listen, that's two dollars and 17 cents a day. That you can begin to sacrifice. Now, if you sacrifice three days of coffee or a snack, that's six dollars and thirty-three cent per day you could give for three days. Just three days and meet your goal. If you spend six dollars and thirty-three cent on a day for your coffee and your snacks, just think about that. That vending machine that you use at the job, you paying about three dollars in that vending machine every day. If you're at work, that coffee that you get at Dunkin' Donuts. You ain't got to sacrifice all five days. Well, some people, they go to Dunkin' Donuts seven days a week. Three days. $6.33 for those three days will give you the $19 a week. Amen? To meet your need. I just believe God. He'll do it. I thank God for those who have partnered with us already. Those of you all who have committed and said you're going to partner. We, we stand in agreement and we expect overflow, increase, promotion, yeah. raises to come your way. Even if you're not uh, 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 partnering with us, we release that over the ministry all the time. We have not stopped that because why? This ministry is prosperous because we believe God for people to have careers and jobs in this place. Nobody's unemployed unless they choose to be. Retired people or people who choose not to work or they have some type of disability where they can't work. But for the majority of the people, we believe God for people to be employed, gainfully employed, and, 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 and given in someone. That's what we believe God for. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise. That's kind of where we wanted to start at for uh, this series, The Whole Life Prosperity, The Power of Giving. Uh, we'll be right back here on next Sunday. Next Sunday, uh, we're going to take communion, amen. So please at home, uh, get you some crackers or bread and 
uh, some grape juice to prepare for communion at home on next Sunday. Next Sunday is Family and Friends Day, our second Sunday of the year. Uh, we're inviting people out virtually. Uh, invite your family, your friends to virtual church. Uh, share our Facebook page with them. Share our YouTube links with them uh, so that they can subscribe and get connected to the ministry. Uh, also, we'll be in Bible study on this Thursday, uh, the first Bible study of the year 2022. Uh, Bible study is virtual, but you're welcome to come in because Bible study crowds are small anyway. So if you want to come in, come on in to Bible study. Uh, it's virtual, but like I said, we have small crowds anyway. So if you want to come on in, you're welcome to come in on Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. is Bible study. And uh, we're going to be ministering the word of God. And I believe they said any other announcements that I may miss. Amen. Well, listen, also, let me mention the fast. Um, we're fasting. You have the instructions that have been emailed, the instructions I posted on Facebook. Um, from January 2nd until January 23rd, we will be uh, on our prayer conference call at 5 a.m. I know I got on a little late this morning, but I'm telling you, I thank God for we had about 10 people on the call this morning. And so we thank God for people standing in agreement this morning. We're going to pray at 5 a.m. And we have our fasting times and everything uh, set up three weeks of fasting. So there it is. Uh, it's on your screen. We appreciate our media team. So let's continue to move forward with this thing. And I'm in great expectation for a harvest of supernatural increase and overflow in our life. So listen, let's dismiss this morning. If there's anybody watching us today, um, you may not know Jesus Christ. You may not have never had the opportunity to accept him or receive him as your personal Lord and Savior. We want to extend that invitation to you because that is the best decision that you will ever make in your life. And so if you're listening, you're on the sound of my voice. If you would just repeat after me, you can receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So, Heavenly Father, I come to, come to you today as a sinner. I come asking you, Lord, to forgive me, to cleanse me of all my sins. God, I ask that you will fill me today with your precious Holy Spirit as I confess with my mouth. As I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today, I decree and declare that I am saved and I have received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I am now free from the bondage of sin and I decree and declare that I have the liberty and the life with Jesus Christ. And if you spoke those words, you are now saved and in the body of Christ. So we appreciate you all on today. God bless you all. Continue to have a great and awesome week. And now, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the word. We thank you for everything we've seen and heard. And we just ask that you will give us travel and mercy today. Give us grace as we go to and fro. We ask you to meet us, Lord, throughout the course of this week. We call for unexpected income, uh, overflow, increase, and favor to be upon our life. And, Lord, we speak life today. We speak healing today. And we ask you to meet us and lead us and guide us throughout the course of our week until we meet again. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. You all have a great day.